So today on the show, I have a very uh, disgusting, uh, gross out gore, gore fest of a show. And it's all because of this man who I'm bringing back here on the basement today. It's been about uh, like eight months, Greg Moko, since last time you were on. Welcome back, sir. It's good to be had. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> brother. Yeah, brother. Yeah, I feel you, brother. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, dude. So we, um, Greg was on the show back in October. We literally just talked about some really bad movies we saw. Uh, I still haven't seen Rocktober Blood, by the way. <laughs> dude, it's worth your time. <laughs> it's a, it's, I think it's, it's streaming on Shutter right now. I should, I should get around to that. But, um, yeah, so you were bouncing some ideas. We were, well, we were bouncing ideas off each other for a while when you wanted to come back on, and you proposed this idea. And I remember going, huh, okay, all right. I think that'll be a lot of fun. I think there's a, a range of movies we could do of that topic. What is that topic, sir? Explain. The topic is ooze. All right, so, there you go. <laughs> any type of... Any movie where ooze is either the center of conversation or there's an ooze that changes people, stuff like that. I mean, we each, so we each picked five films. Um, we're going to just kind of talk about what we like about them, what we might not like about them, because some of these movies aren't really that likable. <laughs> or are they? I don't fucking know. Because like you, you, I know you have probably some, some definite favorites for listeners. I... I don't know. I might turn some people on to some really bad shit, but that's what uh, it's all about. <laughs> um, yeah. So like either ooze is just kind of the central theme. It's like some killer ooze. I think we have some shout outs we needed to give. Didn't you say like um, when we were texting, uh, it wasn't like ghoulies Two or troll Two. troll Two. fuck. Yeah. Troll Two. That's, that gets an honorary mention. Uh, why does troll Two get an honorary mention? Well, you've seen the film, correct? I have, but I don't like. I don't have it at the forefront of my mind. How about the How about the listenership? Um, well, it's about this family that goes on a camping trip to this like deserted town, Nilbog, and it turns out to be overrun by goblins who are turning people into like green slime to grow veggies or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the best worst movies ever made. Like up there, <laughs> up there with the room. You were tearing me apart. I'm still trying to get Tommy Wiseau on this show. That'd be awesome. That would be legendary. Uh, oh my god! I heard he's a tough interview though. Like he was on. He was on, this. We'll talk about that off mics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of grossness to cover. Um, yeah. So like, I think a couple other honorary mentions I had was the Blob, the 1950s one, and the 1980s one. I thought was kind of cool. Uh, the blob just kind of fulfills my 50s B movie horror B movie kind of fixation I like. And then the 80s kind of brings it back. And it's like the 1950s version, but on cocaine. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, I don't know if we, I don't know, maybe if I'll think of a few more to squeeze in for honorable mentions. But uh, let's get going. I've been excited since we've been talking about this for the past month or so. Uh, I got I got a few um you got i have five you have five uh you thought of this concept and you are my guest so sir you have the floor you are up first all right 
Well, we'll kick it off with a slightly cuter one with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Look who's back. Yeehaw! Awesome! Michelangelo. You dudes want to play too? Around the world! Donatello. Yeah! Leonardo. Hey! Raphael. Yeah, all the good ones and you know. <laughs> hey, Mike, you think you could punch any louder? I can still hear out of this one. Any luck finding a new place to live yet? Uh, and I thought all the really good dungeons were in Europe. Where are you guys? I just like to say, hello. Would you give me that one? Come on, come back. Shredder. Returns, my son. That's the canister that had the ooze. That transformed us all. Well, you're the last one, aren't you? He's got the canister. Get it! Wow! Get him! Hey, Mike, served up, dude. I'm out! It's one for all. You take the ugly one. No, you take the ugly one. Which one's the ugly one? And all for... Pizza? Hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. The Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> okay, all right. A very popular one. What's, um, what, go for it. What's the movie about? Everything. Um, Shredder's back on the hunt for this ooze so he can make super monsters. It's supposedly the same ooze that changed the turtles or something like that because the yeah. turtles were changed by some sort of ooze themselves. And then, I mean, at the end of it all, you get Super Shredder. He's all oozed up, just ready to go, yoked out, tearing down like boat docks and shit. <laughs> okay. And then you cap, cap it with vanilla ice. That's the one with vanilla ice. Yeah, dude. All right. I, so I, my, my TMT <laughs> is a little not up to par like usual. I thought he was in part three. No, that's the one where they go to China or whatever. Oh, fuck. Um, so like what specific are like, what are like some specific oozing ooze? I sound like such a horrible, like car salesman. Like, Let me throw in <laughs> a little catchphrase here. <laughs> but no, like what are just like some pretty cool, like, ooze moments um when those two monsters i forget their names when they get oozed up and they turn from these stupid little dumbass monsters to these like one of them's like a hulk and werewolf dude and the other one's like this fucking like snapping turtle like and then they get into it with them obviously shredder when he gets oozed up i mean they're chasing that violet ooze like the entire movie and there's a whole laboratory dedicated to it. All these tubes that clearly go nowhere, just pumping ooze back and forth. <laughs> when um, when did this come out again? Oh, Christ. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Are you whipping out the... No, this was like 1990. Because the... the first one I watch religiously, but the sequels I'm a little out of the loop. Not out of the loop on, but I don't well, know. The first one is the best one. First one is the best one, though. April O'Neil. Whew. <laughs> uh, 91. 91. Interesting. Um, what is the... Look, I'm sorry if I'm getting TMT2 wrong, 
but is this the one where they're like i just have this faint memory of uh they're in like some underground like fighting arena and don't they give one of the creatures like donuts yep is that this one <laughs> yeah Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> totally, man. And I fucking like, all right, then I, I've seen this one uh, recently in parts. Damn. Um, all right. No, that, that, that's that's cool. Like, are you a big TMT guy? Because I know like the, you and me are both from Western Mass, but like, I know like one of the creators, or the main creator was, I think originally kind of from Northampton. Yeah. I think my dad went to school with one of them. Something like that. I don't know. But I don't know. The first two movies, yeah. I mean, some of the comics are pretty badass. Um, the first movie, though, that's like a lot darker than I remember being. Like when I watch that as an adult, I'm like, my parents used to let me watch this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember uh, in Northampton, Mass, they used to have like the Northampton Art Museum. I think there's like a like a Mexican restaurant there. No, it's like an art gallery now. I don't know if this is before your time or not, but no, I, re- I remember the museum. Dude, they had the gargoyle on top. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. it's fucking badass! And I think there was always like some TMT stuff, um, like on exhibit there. So that was, I don't know, it was cool to kind of have that close to home. But um, anything else you want to say about TMT two? Um, yeah, if you haven't seen it by now, you're fucking up. <laughs> you're fucking up, brother. <laughs> I can't stop doing that, dude. Uh, yeah, cool, man. Brother. Is it streaming anywhere? Like, I'm sorry if I'm bombarding you with a lot of questions, but I know um, it was on Netflix like a week ago, but I think they just took it down. All right. I don't know. I don't know if it might be on HBO now or what. But... Okay. All right. Cool. So TMT two. Uh, by the way, these aren't like. I'm just saying this for the audience. These aren't like top five. Like we're gonna or I don't know. Like for you. If you want to, your last one to be number one, because usually when I do this, it's just like, hey, we're doing like five samples of a certain thing we like. Because um, mine aren't specifically number five to number one. It's just five ones. But yeah, no, I'm just listing mine off. All right. All right. Um, so no, gonna... no particular order. TMT2 is on the board. Uh, yeah, no, that's definitely something that a lot of, um, there's a lot of fandom around. And, I think the ones of the nine, the, the ones of the late eighties, early nineties are the cool ones. They're, you know, guys in suits as the teen, teen ah, as the Ninja Turtles, those CGI ones. <laughs> I got to stop. I've been too much of a critic on the show, so I'm going to stop myself right there. Uh, oh, people love criticism. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm starting to feel like looming shit of just like, you're talking too much shit. What if you encounter <laughs> The fucking creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I don't know, man. Um, so, all right. My turn. I am going to go with, and I did not fully look up the information I wanted to while you were talking because I was listening. But this one's fresh in my head. I just gave it a rewatch today. I've only seen it twice. Uh, and it is Ooze freaking <laughs> There it is. Ooze freaking tastic. I'll call the fucking episode that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, that is all right. So this is a you can watch it on YouTube. Somebody uploaded it uh like 10 years ago, but I caught it on Amazon Prime. Uh 1977's The Incredible Melting Man. Magnificent. You've never seen anything until you've seen the sun through the ring 
It's a Saturn. Astronaut Stephen West was returning from outer space. But something terrible had happened. Remember now, his mind is so completely decomposed. We've got to find him. seen it i don't think i've seen that one. Oh my god um so that was a weird response <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> god <laughs> there's so there's gonna be a lot of fat on this show i have to cut out i can already tell <laughs> uh so i guess originally this was in um this wasn't a mystery science theater episode i mean it was released in the 70s but i think it's February 24th, 1996, I have an air date for it popping up on Mystery Science Theater where they just sat there and made fun of it while it played. Uh, I don't know if you're a Mystery Science Theater guy, but I'm, yeah. you are. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm, I, I can't say I am, but I got nothing against it. I just never really got around to it, but it is, it is pretty funny shit. Um, so, but The Incredible Melting Man is, uh, um incredible melting man released in 1977 it is actually on paper really cool in concept almost to a point where i think this could like really do well i mean a24 or blumhouse should get on this shit man like just give it a reboot or something it's about an astronaut who is transformed into this like melting mass of a person like more and more and more um, and all because like he was up in space and like flying around Saturn or something. And he catches like some, some rays of sunlight or something in space and it fucks him up. Um, it is without a doubt a huge B movie. Uh, I don't know anybody in this movie. There's nobody familiar. Uh, there's a guy, there's like a white dude. Maybe he's half white, half black. I don't know. Maybe he's biracial, but he looks like a white guy with a, <laughs> He looks like Eddie Murphy on SNL when he dressed up as a white guy, <laughs> but he has an Afro <laughs> and he's like this doctor that just, I don't know. He's just like a sidekick doctor throughout it. Um, but pretty much the plot of the movie is, you know, this guy gets all messed up in space and he gets brought back to earth and we don't see all that really. Cause it's a very low budget movie and he's, um, uh, he escapes from the hospital by like attacking the nurse and then he just goes on the loose and everything is this vignette of people he encounters on his escape. You know, he'll find a guy fishing and he attacks them and rips them apart. And I guess supposedly the thing is, is if he attacks someone and eats them, he's supposed to like gain his skin back, but like he never does. He just gets grosser and grosser and grosser. <laughs> um, Special the, these special effects though are really cool on the Melting Man because they're done by Rick Baker. I don't know if you know who Rick Baker is, Greg. Rick Baker? Yeah. Rings a bell. Okay. Uh, well, he's <laughs> uh, he's quite the he's quite the special effects guru. He's kind of one of those 
big names that come out of the last like 30 years of special effects work. I heard he's like really under the radar. Like nobody can get a hold of him. Like, I don't think he's actually done a movie in about 10 years. His last thing he's credited on is the Wolfman with Benicio del Toro. Oh, no shit. I yeah. Um, he worked on the Tim Burton planet of the apes, men in black, uh, Grinch who stole Christmas. Like dude, he, you can talk shit about that planet of the apes all you want, but the special effects were fucking on point, dude. That is, yeah, like I think story wise, that movie um, just you know doesn't really have it story wise, but to get all those extras in those suits and have everything look spot on, yeah, man, I I give it credit where credits do. Um, but yeah, he um, he worked on he's worked on a bunch of stuff since then, but I guess this was like some of his early work. Uh, yeah, Tron. I'm just looking at his IMDb now. Tron Legacy. Uh, curious case of Bet Benjamin Button. Oh, he was on Tropic Thunder. I think oh, he was. The, yeah. He was the guy who. Uh, he was in. It says he's pretty much. I mean, in a very sophisticated way, he was like very much in charge of a uh, Robert Downey Jr. looking <laughs> black. <laughs> oh, you mean Lincoln Osiris? <laughs> <laughs> but um, back to incredible, the incredible melting man. Um, I think I wrote this up on my uh, letterbox review when I watched it. I was just like, I just said like, look, it's, it's not a great movie, but it's a step above a B movie because I think on paper it's a cool concept and you know, they just didn't have money to go places with it, but they make this guy melt, man. This guy fucking melts. He is, if you want to look him up, what he looks like, you know, it's a cool, it's a cool look. I mean, I, I would say like since 1977, there's been other, you know, fucked up looking melting guys, that have looked like this since then and in, in other B movies, but I thought it was really cool. Um, but by it, the time it looks pretty grotesque. Yeah. Like um, by the third act, it really kind of turns into a good movie. Like it really catches its stride. It's an 87 minute runtime and it feels like a B movie. Like it kind of has that B movie lag, but by the time we get to the third act, I think it gets really tense and really good. There's a lot of stuff in the script with random characters that get thrown in that don't make sense. Like the main character's wife is pregnant and I swear to God, they're in, they're in, they're in their mid fifties as a married couple. (laughs) (laughs) And like, she's not showing a baby bump or anything. And like, it it just kind of gets said and never addressed ever again. Um, I love that. Just loose ends. (laughs) But then, um, yeah, like, I don't know. Then, but the last thing I'll say about it, and I recommend it. I, rec- I recommend everybody at least give it a shot. Um, you're not probably going to be in love with it, but give it some respect for that. Just the melting grossness of the guy, um, and not an ooze factor. But there is an electrician. I can't talk tonight. There is an electric. There is there is an electrical kill. <laughs> Electrocution. <the> <laughs> Yeah, one of those at the end of the movie, one character gets like thrown off of a high rise and hits some wires and just like, explodes. And it's so fucking cool. It, like they just like they just like made a dummy like combust and it looked awesome. So there's some cool deaths. Um has a cool kind of last few minutes of what happens to the incredible melting man. You can probably figure out because of the title, he is melting. So something is going to happen to him along those lines. And it's cool how they make it look. Um, 
So yeah, that's it. That's all. I'd say check it out. Streaming, streaming on Amazon Prime, or I think you can watch some guys banter about it on Mystery Science Theater on YouTube. Whew. All right, bro. Bro. Brother. What's going on, brother? All right, you're up. All right. I'm going to come at you with the Toxic Avenger. Boom. Meet little Melvin. He's a 90-pound weakling. Everyone hated Melvin. Yeah, I'm gonna take this mop and shove it down your throat. They teased him. I'm gonna do it with you. Okay. They taunted him. They tormented him until he had a horrifying accident and fell into a vat of nuclear waste. Transforming little Melvin into a hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength. Melvin became the Toxic Avenger. The first superhero born out of nuclear waste. Holy shit! I don't know what it was, but it saved my life. All right, everybody, drop your tacos or I'll blow your brains out. The vandals and the perverts had their way with the little people of Tromaville until the Toxic Avenger ripped them apart. The Toxic Avenger. His face is so terrifying. We can't show it to you now. You'll have to see the movie for yourself. The Toxic Avenger can bend steel with his bare hands. Get it? Leap small cars in a single bound. He crushes drug pushers. Smashes hit and run drivers. For incredible explosive action, you must see the Toxic Avenger. He's a different kind of hero. The Toxic Avenger is coming to your town. Look out. Some Lloyd Kaufman trauma action up in here. Ah, oh, it's the best. There are some awesome classic oozy gutsy kills on here. Uh, talk to me. Um, well, for those who don't know, it's a story about a kid named Melvin. He's the mop boy at a local fitness center, always getting bullied. And one of these bullies just fucking dunks him into a, a fucking barrel of toxic waste. And they live in the toxic waste capital of the world. <laughs> so he dumps him in a barrel of toxic waste, gets out, his skin all starts changing and bubbling up and stuff. Um, and then he eventually morphs into the Toxic Avenger, this huge hulking monster thing running around in a tutu, just ripping guys' arms off and shit. Yeah. All right. It's um, I've been meaning to get Lloyd Kaufman on this show. I have a... I have a couple people that can talk to him and see if they can persuade me. Uh, Cause I've, I've, I think toxic Avenger is, I got it on my somewhere in this DVD collection. Um, I don't know. I, I know like a million people have picked his brain about toxic Avenger, but uh, it's, it's, I went into it blind. I, cause like it, it turned into, I mean, this came out in like the 1980s. They turned it into such a kid's thing eventually. Yeah, my yeah. brother used to have like a Toxic Avenger action figure. 
And the first one is like the furthest thing from, I don't know about the sequels. Have you ever, I've, I don't know if I've seen the sequels. Have you? I'm maybe, but long ago. Yeah. Cause the, the first one is the kills they have in that are there's people getting ripped apart and it feels, I don't know. What's your favorite kill in that? Well, I mean, I think my favorite kill that the toxic Avenger does is when he's they're in the Mexican restaurant and those dudes are trying to, trying to rob the joint and he just comes in and he rips that dude's arm off. And the guy doesn't even realize that first. And then he just fucking beats the dude down with his own arm. (laughs) It's either that or those fucking maniacs, the bullies running over that kid on the bicycle. Yo. Yeah. That one's uh that one's wild. Isn't there a um it's been a while since I've seen it, but isn't there there's one in the gym with the uh the weights, right? Oh yeah. It like fucking he smashes a guy's head, like drops the weight on a guy. I think it's one of the bullies too that killed the kid. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't <laughs> I've watched it a ton of times. I just haven't seen it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's that part in the alleyway where he saves the cop. Yeah. He takes out those three thugs and he's just dumping them in trash cans and just like using the dude's nuts as a speed bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a fun look. I think I can see why Toxic Avenger turned into uh, a kid's kind of thing because some of the humor in it is similar of like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. I yeah. Think. And, and there's a love story. There is a beautiful touching love story in it. <laughs> Toxie falls in love with, with a blind girl. That's right. Oh my God. It's all coming back to me now. Um, <laughs> no, the, I think uh, so. the little bit of history I, I learned about the film. Um, I guess this was just, Typical 1980s, like New York, New Jersey was like one of the worst goddamn places to live in the world. Like with how, which I have a film that touches on that and I'll get to that in a little bit, but so dirty, so disgusting, so much just gross ooze and shit pouring out of everywhere. And I think that's why something like this came along. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a cool movie. Is it, is it streaming anywhere? Or do you know? Um, it might be on Tubi. I think you're I think right. it's on Tubi. Tubi's fucking dope for movies like this. <laughs> yeah, they got some random shit on there. Dude, if you that's one thing, dude. If I oh, I should get like sponsorship from Tubi, man, because like they they have so much great B movie content. Like because I'll click on something like like my next film, which I'll say in just a sec. Um, it opens up like a wormhole of like, what the fuck is this, dude? Um, yeah, man. So you got anything more you got to say about you good on Toxie? I'm good on Toxie. Okay. The floor is yours, brother. All right, brother. So I don't know why we're doing that for our listeners, but. <laughs> it's going to keep happening, brother. Um, I don't know. I think I just, I heard, a, it, I'm, I'm not even referencing Hulk Hogan. I think I just was watching a stand-up comic and he was saying it a lot but brother (laughs) um so next up on my list here 
Let's go with none other than 1987's Bad Taste. You. taste sir i own bad taste sir oh dude i don't even i i've i've never picked up i don't have a dvd of it and i feel ashamed because i love peter jackson uh i gave it a rewatch today because guess where i found it none other than Tubi. Mm. Um, shout out yeah and i almost decided to watch uh meet the feebles after <laughs> that dude meet the feebles is a fucking strange one is that should that make honorary list here? I don't know. I mean, we're talking about it. Is it ooze? Is it ooze? N- dude, it's weird. It's like half puppets, like half like dude, it's fucking just strange. <laughs> I've only seen it once. I own a copy of it. I found a copy of Rock and Shock. But like nice. I that's like an event viewing. Because it's <laughs> it's gonna be kind of like what the fuck just happened to me. <laughs> Um, yeah, Peter Jackson pre Lord of the Rings, I feel was very interesting. Um, a lot of similarities between, uh, a lot of similarities between him and like Sam Raimi with evil dead movies, I feel. Yeah. Um, but so bad taste is his first movie. And when I gave it a rewatch, uh, I put it up on letterbox and all I said was I gave it like like four stars um i said i what did i say i'm drawing a blank i said peter jackson picked up a camera and made this you have no excuses because this movie i i think little backstory on it i think it took him like years to make um he plays two different characters in it 
Uh, it literally just looks like he gets a 16 millimeter camera and runs around in some village in New Zealand. And it's, it's fucking awesome. It's, it's, you just, you feel him figuring out the mechanics of how to make a movie while the movie is unraveling. I felt like there's just so many twists and turns that go on throughout it. Like once you get 45 minutes in, like, I feel like it elevates itself even more. And it's such a little low budget movie. I think they made it for like $11,000. That's us currency. I don't know what the currency in New Zealand yeah, is. Took him like four years on and off or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can tell too. Cause like he looks older yeah. <laughs> like <in the> roles <laughs> he plays. Um, but so the plot of the movie is the population of a small town disappears and is replaced by aliens that chase human flesh for their intergalactic fast food chain. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Yo, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> um, it's it, it it it's it has a lot of cool gore ooze moments. Uh, one of them being, uh, it's I, I don't know if I'm gonna do it justice describing it, but it's when they're all in the house and they're all puking in that bowl and all that green stuff, and it looks kind of tasty. Uh, <laughs> um and then some guy's got to like drink it or something and it's 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 very i don't know it's it's so fucking nasty like one of the characters who i think is i think he might be the character one of the two characters peter jackson plays um is like head splits open in the back and some Mm -hmm. of his brains come oozing out and everything and like he stuffs it back in and just kind of like locks his skull like back together and that's another thing with this like the 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 gore and the guts and the ooze that go all over the i'm just i keep dropping the word ooze (laughs) what it's about (laughs) it's just funny like i've never said that word this much um but like there's just so many like moments of just like blood splatter and everything and like peter jackson's other character is like eating a guy who's got half its head cut off like with a spoon uh just a lot of crazy fun gore in this movie it's like it's not a horror film by any stretch but they have like horror like low budget horror level gore um and he's making an alien movie on such a minimal budget. And I think as like independent filmmakers, not even filmmakers, just independent artists, you gotta, you gotta respect it. Cause like you see a guy that, you know, 15 years later, he goes and makes Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's, it's unreal. Whew. I need a breather. Do you need, do you have anything you want to say about bad taste? Um, nah, just, uh, the fact that all the comedy elements that are in it too. Like there's legit comedy in that movie. It's not just to be laughed at. Like, yeah. It, it, when he's got the machine gun and he runs out of ammo and then he just starts making the sound of it instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I like uh, that, that cliff scene too. I think in the first 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Like just how he shot that on with, with nothing and on a cliff. I mean, you can tell in other parts when like he's actually like falling off the cliff. It's like, Oh, I, you can tell it's not really a cliff anymore, but um, I think there's another part where they actually film some guy falls off the side of a cliff and you can, it, it, you know, it's a dummy cause they're holding the camera on it, but 
it, it still looks so realistic, like a person. And then to throw some humor in it, like someone yells mommy and then <laughs> it explodes on impact. Uh, yeah. Bad taste is just kind of, I, I have a, you know, quick little sidebar, but I had a friend in film school who, and I wasn't really into this kind of genre stuff at the time. And he told me, he's like, have you ever seen bad taste, bro? And I'm like, no, he's like, it's Peter Jackson's first movie, bro. It's how he talked. Uh, um, so he played it for me and I thought it was the stupidest thing I ever seen. Cause like in the context of it, I didn't get it. And he's just like, this movie inspires me, bro. It inspires me because of how he made it. And I think that's why people react to it. And it also makes a good midnight movie. So um, yeah, that's bad taste. Go check it out on Tubi, uh, Peter Jackson's first movie. And I think you can also track down, I think his next movie, which we were talking about, uh, Meet the Feebles. Yeah, right, or sir. Maybe, maybe Dead Alive. Oh, yeah. Dead Alive. Dead Alive is sick. Dead Alive is so sick. He, like I said, he has such a great career. I mean, he's had a great career in general, but I feel like he should give, I feel like he should give us one more kind of movie of that ilk. Just yeah. crazy bat shit. Not really horror, but like, you know. Let him direct the next Evil Dead. Yeah, man. I mean, I think it's in production now. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's just a it's just a dream. Yeah. No, it no, it's cool. He's he's one of the best living directors. And yeah, so um you're up, bro. Bro. All right. Ghostbusters 2. Brother, okay. Ghostbusters. When America needed the Ghostbusters, ungrateful little yuppie larva, they were there to answer the call. Hey, man, would you get a stool specimen, please? Business or personal? Now, we need them more than ever. I've got incredible news. Can I have one try? All you can eat barbecue rib night at the Sizzler. Ghostbusters 2. Do you know how weird it is out there? An Ivan Reitman film rated PG. I mean, there's literally a river of slime running underneath New York <laughs> in that movie. So I have a confession to make. I have seen Ghostbusters 1. I have seen the all-female Ghostbusters. Wait. I have seen the new one that came out last year. Afterlife? I have never seen Ghostbusters 2. So I'm all ears, man. What do you <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I've, I Honestly, I know. That's man. such I, a surprise to me. I Dude, there's... It's like Top Gun with me, and I—that's <laughs> a reoccurring theme this summer on the show. I, I, everyone's like, "Go see Maverick." I'm like, "I gotta see Top Gun first. And I finally saw Top Gun, and I was like, "Cool." I didn't really dude, get Ma- it. Maverick is sick. I, <laughs> dude, my dad. Everybody is... you're listening to is fucking right. <laughs> Go see it. My dad's 69 years old, and he texted me, and he was just like, "Have you seen Top Gun Maverick?" He, like, he talks three movies. <laughs> Full Metal Jacket, Animal House, and some Al Pacino movie that nobody even really likes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, no, enlighten me. Like, Ghostbusters 2. Like, sell me on it. Oh, my God. So, in this movie, Dana is, like, working at some museum, like, refinishing paintings. And there's this fucking weird little dude, Janos. He comes into the fold later. 
because he ends up being a vessel for Vigo the Barbarian. Okay. Who is who is like being conjured by this slime that like makes everybody aggressive and shit. Wait, is he the painting? Yeah. Okay, so I let me dial it back. I have seen parts of Ghostbusters too. I get one and two. I've never seen it in its entirety, but I know what you're talking about. So yeah. But keep going. So like uh Spangler and fucking Bankman and all them, they grab a sample of this ooze, they test it out in the lab. And it responds to like negativity, like they start yelling at it and shit. And it starts like bubbling and multiplying. But it like holds the souls of people too, I guess. Cause they bring it to a courtroom because they're on trial to have all their equipment removed from them. And the judge keeps yelling and yelling and yelling. And all of a sudden, two, two ghosts pop out of this fucking ooze and start attacking the entire courtroom. And it's like two people that the judge gave the chair in the past or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool, cool. Um, What makes it so uh, ooze-tastic? Oh, my God, man. Ooze-tastic. Ooze, brother. (laughs) That's the name of the episode right there. Ooze, brother. (laughs) Fucking, dude, there's literally slime coming out of the fucking faucets and shit. Like, Dana goes to give her baby a bath, and there's just pink slime coming out of it. And, like, it starts warping everything. And there's just ghosts all throughout the city in this one, just, like, running rampant. And then it comes down to a showdown with Vigo. They use the Statue of Liberty covered in fucking good slime to get there. Okay. They hijack the Statue of Liberty with, like, a Nintendo controller. (laughs) Okay, I remember that part. I remember the Statue of Liberty covered in slime. All right. No, that's that's cool. Like I'm I'm just I I don't know. My I feel bad because so many people are Ghostbusters and people and I don't know. I never have a lot to say. But um no, I, I remember you don't have to say anything. <laughs> it's my show. <laughs> uh no, it, um I do rem- have a remember. Yeah, I do remember uh, the painting scaring me a lot. Uh, that dude's really fucking creepy. And doesn't he like? Yeah, he tries to like attack a kid or something, right? He a tries baby? to kidnap the baby. Oh, and like put his soul into the baby or something like that. I don't know. Fuck that, man. Dude, ever since having a kid, when I see a baby in danger, man, I'm I have problems. You just turn into super dad. Uh, no, I, well, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but like shit with, I don't know, shit with a baby, like, or it's like kids now fucks with me. Anyway, I'm not going to go down that wormhole, but okay, cool. Ghostbusters too. Uh, anything more you want to pitch me on Ghostbusters too? Not really. I mean, if nobody sold you on Ghostbusters too, at your age, I don't know what I could say to get you in. People have always told me, no, it's the first one that's better. I don't know. What do you think? I'd say the first one is slightly better, but the second one is still great. Okay. It's awesome. Okay. All right. Cool. No, I I will take your word for it. Yeah. No, I've never seen Ghostbusters 2. All right. Um, I've seen the one with Melissa McCarthy like more times. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen that one. I gave it a chance. Like I, I gave it a. It, uh... They fucked it up though. 
like I said, I'm not going to be critical on this episode. Yeah, but I can be. <laughs> this is why I need to go on other people's show. So, um, all right, cool. So my next one is, and it's kind of cool because I just about uh, like two months ago had one of the co-writers on the show who was co-writer of this film on the show. Uh, and that is 1987's Street Trash. I don't need this. Are you tired of the same old routine? My wife, my Busting your hump and getting nowhere. This just ain't my day. The boss, is he always on your back? My demoniac belongs in your chair, not in your lap, which is where you keep trying to put it. You bastard. The wife, you know. And the kids. Is that right? They never listen. I hate to see him pissing his life away in that goddamn computer. Do you ever feel like forgetting the whole thing? I think I got it easy. Well, now you can. I'm talking about life! Drop out and join the ranks of the few. The filthy. The trash. I got my own place a condominium. Where else can you live for free? And eat for even less? freedom as its price yes there's always a snake in the garden of eden what you got for me today today ten or five viper one buck here's to you pussy <laughs> don't drink my viper watch <laughs> Street Trash, yeah, Street. So Street Trash is a lot of fun. It's a horror comedy, which a lot of people say can't be done. I, you know, I think it's, I think it's very doable. Um, I think something like uh, Bad Taste, you could argue, is a horror comedy. Toxic Avengers, a horror comedy. I just think like horror comedies. There's just like a demographic of people that of don't that don't like horror won't find it funny still. So I, I don't know. It, it's a tough genre to tackle, but street trash is cool. Street trash, like toxic Avenger. I mean, this would be a perfect double feature actually. Yeah. Uh, it would. Yeah. Toxic Avenger and street trash. Um, so the guest I was talking about was Frank Farrell, uh, one of the co-writers who also was one of the co-writers and producers of spookies. If you remember that one, <laughs> <laughs> barely dude spookies he all right so when he was on this show he was a great interview by the way um but he i could tell he wanted to talk more about spookies and he wanted to talk about street trash uh, <laughs> but i'm gonna give some two cents on street trash uh it's pretty much a liquor store owner sells alcoholic beverages to homeless people unaware that unaware of what the bottles actually contains and it's like a toxic uh brew or of some sorts that's in it and the 
just like the incredible melting man, uh, people basically like melt away and die. And just that one of the first times you see it, I think a guy like melts into a toilet. Um, <laughs> it's also, and one thing, dude, I don't know about your ooze kind of favorite ooze. Actually, what kind of ooze do you like? You like your ooze colorful? Do you, you like it to have multicolors? I'll take it any way I can get it. All right, cool, man. <laughs> um yeah so street trash uh the ooze is like greens and yellows and purples and whatnot and i always kind of found that cool like if you're gonna make something gross at least make it something fun to look at um and just just judging by some research i did on this and just from the previous interview i did um Street trash also is kind of a commentary of New York in the 1980s, kind of like how Toxic Avenger is. It's it's poking, it's putting a mirror to society and how much of a dump this place is. And it's also street trash is also talking about uh, Vietnam vets who come home and couldn't find a life and ended up living out on the street. And there was so much of an influx of that throughout the 1980s, 1970s and 1980s. And it's it's about what we do with those kind of people what we do with our homeless and yeah it's meant for humorous and meant to be a hokey little horror film that you know pushes some buttons but there's actually some cool social commentary in street trash um i don't think it's streaming anywhere uh i think you got to track down a blu-ray i mean there might be like a youtube rip of it but uh, this movie's a lot of fun. This again, like uh, Bad Taste, is a fun midnight movie. I mean, I think a lot of the films we're talking about here today are good midnight films. Wouldn't you agree? I concur. <laughs> <laughs> okay, absolutely. Uh, you you said you've seen Street Trash. What do you what What are your thoughts? Uh, it's been a it's been a few years, so I don't remember all of it, but I remember just how gross everything looked. Like it was just like the special effects were disgusting. Yeah. I it, thought they did. I thought they were well done though. Yeah. It's pretty uh, grimy. It's one of those movies where you like need a shower afterwards. You just kind of yeah. get that. It just kind of really captures that gross feeling. I mean, for the title, like street trash, you better be able to, you know, have that effect on your audience. And I think it really captured that well. Uh, that and Rob Zombie movies. I need a shower after, and that's a compliment to Rob Zombie. So, yeah, we don't give him too many though. That Monsters movie, I can't wait to take a hot shower after that. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that's Street Trash. Uh, track it down, give it give it a chance. It's a lot of fun. Um, but I just wanted to give you all that knowledge going in, and go back and listen to my interview with Frank Farrell even though he talks a lot more about spookies on that uh, episode, but yeah. So um, you are up my, you are up, sir. All right. Next movie of discussion, less of a news movie, but I still think it qualifies. I, I, I give you no pushback. I, I agree. Reanimator. Yes, sir. Herbert West is at the top of his class in medical school. How can you teach such dribble? These people are here to learn and you're closing their minds before they even have a chance. What He's you? brilliant, but a little weird. I've broken the 6 to 12 minute barrier. I've conquered brain death. 
His experiments have always been unorthodox. It was dead. But lately, they're getting out of hands. And he's just made a discovery that could wake up the dead. Herbert West has affected reanimation in dead animal tissue. What are you thinking? How do you feel? Once you wake up the dead, you've got a real mess on your hands. Classic film. Classic take on the uh, Frankenstein genre. Yeah. And a little bit on zombies in general, really, yeah. when you think about it. Yeah. So to our audience, uh, talk to them. Not so much me, because I've seen it. Not like Ghostbusters too. But All right. So <laughs> <laughs> fucking why'd you have to remind me? Sorry. <laughs> All right. Reanimator. Um, you've got two, um, like medical interns, I think they yeah. are, or something like that. One and, of them's uh, Barbara Crampton, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So they rent out a room to a scientist and come to find out he's been working on a serum to reanimate the dead, bring things back to life. But every time he does, these things come back super aggro and he has to kill them and start over with his serum and stuff and he eventually starts going mad and like breaking into the morgue and shit to try and reanimate dead he kills a cat at one point and then tries to bring it back on purpose and then one of the head scientists steals his serum and like injects it into himself and then he's just like this headless fucking yeah. thing on a platter and he uses his, he calls his body over and he sexually assaults a woman with his severed head. Yeah, there is a holy shit um, <laughs> moment. Yeah. <laughs> they call it the head giving head scene. That's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for anybody who has never seen it uh, and you're maybe triggered by, overtly it's it's pretty sexual assaulty like <laughs> yeah but the movie is overall campy and feel true yeah so it's not done in like a very serious manner it's supposed to be like oh my god you're fucking kidding me yeah like you're like holy shit they are going there oh damn <laughs> they went there yeah yeah so it's 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 not done in a very like um dreadful un 
I mean, I shouldn't say uncomfortable because it's, <laughs> it's certainly uncomfortable. <laughs> um, what like what were kind of some of your favorite ooze moments? I know, I know, and I agree with you. Like, it's not floated with ooze, but it definitely does qualify to be on the list. But like, what were kind of some of your favorite moments? Um, I don't know. The scene with the cat is pretty stellar because like that cat goes fucking ape shit. And he's attacking yeah. everybody and the dude's got the bat and shit and they have to beat it to death and the thing's still like alive because it's shot up with the juice yeah or like when they're in the morgue towards the end of the movie and like everybody stands up and there's just like a bunch of naked zombies fucking going crazy in the morgue that's oh my god i gotta watch this movie again i i, I give it a rewatch like every couple years it's always floating around it's it's so much fun. It's uh, it's the soundtrack is so 80s yeah. and perfect. Oh, Stuart Gordon's a fucking awesome director. I mean, we lost him. He's may he rest in peace. But um, yeah. What do you think of the sequel? By the way, uh, which one? How many are there? There's two. No oh, shit, dude. There's something new I didn't know. Like, damn, I'm yeah, there's slacking Bri- tonight. There's Bride of Reanimator. Yes. And then what's what's the other one actually called? Is it just Reanimator Three, or it's probably got a title, right? I didn't even know there was a third one. So I was going with Bride of Reanimator, but um, if what what's your take on those? Um, I don't know if I've seen the third one. I saw Bride of Reanimator a long time ago. Um, I remember enjoying it. I don't remember much of it, though. Less familiar with that one. The first reanimator, though, I watch at least once a year during Halloween season. Yeah, it's it is uh, it's always in the pool of horror movies to watch around that time. And just in general, I, I, I know we just said there's a really tongue in cheek kind of scene, but n- nobody who loves that genre uh, doesn't like reanimator. So I'm glad you put it on the list. I'm, Cause I don't think I've ever talked reanimator on this show. Um, there's a lot to dissect there too, that we could do their own separate episode about, but go track it down, find it uh, streaming always somewhere, probably on like Tubi or maybe still be on shutter. Um, oh, beyond reanimator is the third one. Yes. Yeah. No, you're right. Cool. That one came out in like 2003. Uh, I don't think I ever saw that one. That reeks of straight to DVD. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For certain. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but. Um, all right. Cool. Cool. Uh, got anything more you want to say? No. Go check okay. it out. Cool. All right. Uh, my next one is something I literally just talked about a few weeks ago on this show. So I'm not going to dive too far deep into it, but. I might just probably just rehash everything I just said. Uh, we, we, I say we, and it literally is just me. <laughs> uh, I got to stop doing that. <laughs> I got to stop making it sound like me and all like, my brothers over here. Like, <laughs> I got to stop making it sound. Like I got three interns here. Um, my next pick is none other than uh, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. proximity 
has the same dream. What is it? A secret that can no longer be kept. It started a month ago. What started? A change in the earth and the sky. His power. There's a weird locking mechanism. Looks like it can only be opened from the inside. A life form is growing out of prebiotic fluid. It's not winding down into disorder. It's self-organizing. It's becoming something. What? This movie is, I I never really put it at the forefront of like my favorite Carpenter films. And it's always hard for me to pick one. I know you're rocking a Halloween shirt right now. Mm-hmm. Halloween's probably the go-to for just about everybody. And I wouldn't disagree. I mean. Um, it's usually either that or The Thing. The Thing, Escape, or Escape from New York. Uh, oh, Big, yeah. Big Trouble, Little China, um, which came out a year before this. Um, this movie, I guess, just, again, I'm just pulling from research. I already said it a previous episode, but I guess, you know, Carpenter didn't cost the studio a lot of money, so they didn't want to give him something big to go make. So, like, this is actually a really low budget, primarily one location film. Um, and its center plot is a giant thing of ooze, uh, slime, whatever we're calling it. I am looking at the description here, and it's it says slime, but it's fucking ooze too. Um, so plot line of this film is uh, Donald Pleasance reuniting with Carpenter for the first time since Escape from New York when he played the president of the United States, which I don't know. He didn't really. He's British. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he Great casting. Well, he's a great actor, but like I just he has such a thick British accent that I'm just like, that's not the president. Yeah, you can't get rid of that. <laughs> um, but I think he's, I think this is, this and Halloween are like my two favorite roles he was in a John Carpenter movie. Um, uh, he plays a priest that's uh, poking around in a church cellar and he finds this vial of otherworldly slime. It has like this cool neon green glow to it. Um, so he brings this discovery to like, some like scholars at like the local college or whatnot. I, I, Looks like it takes place in Los Angeles, but um, whatever the college may be, it doesn't really matter. But uh, and they kind of start to investigate it and they basically learn that this slime is like the life force or the essence of Satan. And it's pretty out there, but it's kind of fucking cool. And pretty much all these like college professors and whatnot all move in. And the professor is played by uh, Victor Wong, who was also in um, Big Trouble in Little China. And they start investigating the thing and like testing out everything about it. And pretty much the slime begins to seep out of the vial and infect uh, all the people in there working at the church. And they become these zombified, zombified like killer demon things. Um, this movie's fucking wild. I, I know you're a carpenter guy. Like, real quick, what do you think about it? 
I'll be honest. I've never seen it. What? Yeah. All right. We're one for one now. All right. Me with Ghostbusters. All right, fair. Too. Fair. Um, this, wow. I'm, I, I thought you would have seen it. Damn. Uh, well, you, sh- you should give it a shot. It's, uh, it's him kind of making a film not really with a lot of resources and a lot of money. Um, but I think it works. I, I like to defend this movie. It has Alice Cooper in it. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's, it's weird. Like, there's, there's a lot of DVDs and Blu-rays copies out there of this film that are, they have his face on the cover. And he's really only in the movie for, like, five minutes. I, I think he's, he plays one of the, like, homeless, possessed people outside the church that's kind of, like, lurking around the area. I don't think he has a line in the movie, but you're like, holy shit, it's Alice Cooper. Um, but uh, pretty much uh, there's another cool thing in the movie that goes on. And it's like the debate between science and religion, which, you know, John Carpenter likes to kind of have these little hidden messages of his beliefs that kind of creep up on you in his movies his more you know serious films. Um, and I think that's kind of a cool thing, like to have a horror film, have that debate addressed between what science would believe or what religion would believe in terms of when you discover basically the devil. Uh, It is, it has a wild third act. I feel with a really deep existential dreadful message that hits you in the gut at the end. Uh, I watched this a couple times recently and i want to say like back in october i gave it my first watch in a while and i fell asleep not because it was boring but i was tired put it on too late at night and i woke up in the last 20 minutes i forgot how fucking scary everybody looks when they're possessed zombie demon killer things uh the makeup on them is so yeah it's just i don't know just some i don't know it's just crazy um just like ripped up, scabby, disgusting, lubed up skin. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. I, I I really think you should check this one out. It's not it's not your. It's not like any of his other movies, but that's the cool thing about him. He he likes to switch things up a lot, even if it burns him. Like usually, people end up liking that movie twenty years after the fact. And I think Prince of Darkness is actually starting to find its audience. Yeah. Well. It's going to have a new viewer soon. All right, cool. Um, it's I don't know if you have Shudder, but it's streaming on Shudder. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, they just put a ton of Carpenter stuff on there, like The Things on there, which I, I'm sure you've seen. A um, few is popular ones, and uh, but Prince of Darkness is up there. All right. Yeah, the, thing, the Thing almost made my cut. I know you were talking about it. Like it, it I would have I let it pass. I, I think it would have been a popular one, um, but what you have for your last one i'm excited about because i mean ooze is right in the title uh the villain is ooze the villain is literally fucking ooze all right you have the floor all right mighty Morphin power rangers the movie this summer our world will come under attack the mayor has declared a state of emergency by the most evil force ever known he has armies at his command and only one power on earth can stop him
adventure begins. fucking villain is ivan ooze he's made of ooze and he creates armies of like things to fight for him that are also made of ooze and like he just hawks a loogie at one point and it sprouts into like a bunch of fucking warriors for him (laughs) there's this big battle at a construction site like oh it's oh my god people getting squashed by dumpsters just ooze everywhere yes Fucking getting thrown into columns, fucking turn into a puddle of ooze. Oh my god, those special effects are awesome. They are. It's like really well done. <laughs> like I, I think I saw that in theaters. I was, dude, I was a Power Rangers kid. I no shame at all. I mean, the original cast, which this movie has, but I fucking still hate the White Ranger. But yeah, he's a douche. <laughs> he stole Kimberly from me. <laughs> That's ex- all right. You feel that way. <laughs> So I'm such a freaking little little shit about that, because uh, I I'm mad that he stole Kimberly from the Red Rangers. <laughs> yeah, from fucking Jason. Like I wanted them to be together. <laughs> like fuck you, Tommy. In your little soap opera heart. Like when he showed up and stole her. Go play your fucking flute elsewhere, nerd. <laughs> One of oh yeah, when he was the Green Ranger. Right? Yeah. One of the funniest memes I saw ever, it was like, I don't know if it was from like a Power Rangers comic book because it was drawn. It was the Green Ranger blowing, blowing the flute, playing the flute. And like his, um, the dinosaur robot that he like controls and shit, like leans up to him and someone probably Photoshopped it because clearly he did. But like in the bubble of what he says is like, my dude, is that Warren G and the Regulators you're playing? <laughs> oh um, fuck! Break it down. Break down the break. Break down the movie for me. For for All us. Right. But it's it's Power Rangers. But I, I was hyped that you put this on your list because I was gonna put it on mine. But all right, so fucking Rangers drop into Angel Grove to a cover of uh, Stevie Wonder done by Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> and then there's a Van Halen song at the end. Yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> or Van Hagar, whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah, I think it was Van Hagar. But uh, yeah, so they come across this construction site after rollerblading all day, and the they find this. They find this fucking like egg-shaped thing. Looks like it's from the past. Whatever, and it opens up, and it's just this bowl of fucking like pink, purplish ooze which then materializes into the main villain of the film, Ivan Ooze. And I gotta say, as far as villains go, he's an awesome fucking villain. Yeah. He's he's funny, he's scary. Like... Yeah. 
I'm just looking stuff up. Sorry. No, he he. Had no, no, I'm looking stuff up being, on the movie. Like he had no business being that good in that in that movie. Like he was way too good of a villain. Um. Oh my God! It's streaming on HBO Max. Hell yeah, it is. Oh, dude, why does this have a 34 percent on Rotten Tomatoes? Fuck that shit. Um. Who played Ivan? Oh, Paul Freeman played Ivan Ooze. What else is Paul Freeman from? Uh, I guess he was in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, yo, he was in Double Team with Dennis Rodman and Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> that is a fucking great one. No uh, wonder he was so pissed in the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> He's like, you got to see this other shit no, they got me working Rangers on. Just came out before it, dude. I know, but he knew it was coming down the pipeline. <laughs> He's like, "Fuck, my agent booked me in a Dennis Rodman Van Damme." Movie. <laughs> I gotta give a fucking Oscar-winning performance in the Power Rangers movie now. That's why he's so good. <laughs> oh my god! So apparently, he's also in Hot Fuzz. Uh, I don't know, like, what he is in it, but. I feel like he was an actor in other things, but it, and not really that much except for double team with Van Damme and Rodman. Man. <laughs> like, um, he only has two things on his fucking resume. <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and double team. Oh my God. Like, fuck all my other movies. <laughs> it is. Uh, so like I back down to the mechanics of the movie, like, I, I really genuinely think it's not that bad of a movie. Like it's, it I'm plays. Sure, I don't know. Like it's still got to kind of hit. Like, I mean, I'll hit you up in a couple hours. Cause when we're done recording this, I might pop this thing on. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, But like, I mean, obviously like I go back and I watch some power Ranger stuff, just like not the show, but like clips and like some of how they talk is pretty uh, uh cringy. You know, like yeah, how they talk with their hands and stuff, but um, yeah, there's still plenty of that in the movie. Yeah, really, I haven't, re- I haven't revisited it, but I watched it like last week. <laughs> <laughs> Sat there with a notepad and everything. Going to yep. be on a podcast. <laughs> um, no, it's. I just remember seeing it in theaters and seeing it a lot. I, I know I had the cool, like, thick VHS tape. Uh, the box there was for yeah, it. The, the bubble box or whatever yeah dude i had that i think i played the shit out of that when i got it um this is this movie was just my childhood i i think i saw it at some kid's birthday party at the movies maybe it was my birthday i don't know um oh, this is nostalgia i'm so happy you put this on the list and i just i fucking hate the white ranger so much dude i dressed up as the red ranger for halloween one year good for you but... i think i did too i think did I? Yeah, I think I remember trying to make my own superhero, like <laughs> myself <laughs> as a kid, <laughs> and I had like the Red Ranger, like fucking Walmart mask. Yeah, the cheap plastic one. Yeah, it yeah. Was, like little freaking piece of like tiny string holding it on your head. Yep. And then I had like a cape from like when I was Dracula for Halloween, and that was like I don't know. I made a superhero out of that and ran around the house. Yeah, the Red Ranger was my... He was the T-Rex, dude. He was my shit. Like, who's yeah, this... It, dude, fuck Tommy, bro. <laughs> who's the guy who plays uh, Tommy? Um, oh, my God. What's his name? He Because he's he's got, like... 
like how Jean-Claude Van Damme is JCVD. Yeah. He, he's got like a fucking anagram or something like that too. Jason David Frank. Yeah. Is okay. that it? It's, it's something along that line. And it's funny you bring up Van Damme because they literally almost got in a fight at a convention. I know. <laughs> I know. Dude, I was all over that. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. It was like Tommy, it's gonna go up against JCVD right now. (laughs) He doesn't got Rodman to back him up. (laughs) Um, it's like, yeah, that video is fucking kind of funny. I don't know what they're even arguing about, like, because it has to do with some other guy named Chuck Zito. And like when Van Dam like brings up Chuck Zito, like they he goes off and they have to separate. Dude, look at how tough he is though. I mean, he like, dude. I, <laughs> I mean, I think he actually is like a mixed martial arts fighter. Yeah, he is. Life. Um, I mean, that's a pretty good matchup. I know Van Dam's getting up there. I think he's in his late fifties, or he's got to be up there. Yeah, man. Like, but I, Van Dam still got it. Van Dam. They have, we're talking about ooze here. Like, what the fuck is going on, dude? Van Dam just oozes martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. In, in blood. Here we go again. We're going off the rails again, dude. It's like the last we got to cut the shit. <laughs> okay. So, Power Rangers, uh, Money More from Power Rangers. I actually thought it was called The Secret of the Use, but that's the other one. That's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, I actually have a Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover graphic novel now. That is tight, dude. <laughs> um,. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's a cool movie. Like the villain is the villain is Doctor or whatever. It's not Doctor Ooze. It's no, it's Ivan Ooze. It's Ivan Ooze. Okay. Yeah, uh, and he uses the ooze to control all the parents in Angel Grove. Yes, dude. He turns them into like a zombie army for him so they can dig up his fucking megazord. I am yeah, yeah. Oh, I am popping this thing on when we get out of here. All right. Um so therefore, that leads me into my final one of the evening. I don't know if I can follow that axe, dude, because uh, <laughs> I have. Um, so next for me, final one of the evening, uh, 1985's "The Stuff." The stuff is here now. Great new day sensation, light and free now. Put you elevation. Enough is never enough. Enough is never enough. The stuff, the taste that makes you hungry for more. The stuff, taste that delivers. We interrupt this presentation with the following urgent message. Tonight, America is in grave danger. We are under alien attack by a popular dessert known as the stuff. Here, Jason. Take some. No! Don't eat that. There is something alive in there. Tasty! There's something alive in yogurt. It's called benign bacteria. If the stuff is in your house, do not eat it. If you have it on your shelves, do not sell it. If you distribute this material, close your doors, make no more sales. Classic. Yes. 
classic Terrible. indeed. I take a Terrible. little. <laughs> it's classic. Uh, directed by, and I believe probably written by the great, late, great Larry Cohen, who is the king of, maybe not the king, but he, he's one, he, he's B-movie royalty. Uh, films like God Told Me To and Cue the Winged Serpent. A lot of great like late 70s, early 80s films. Uh, simple plot. Private detective investigates a new consumer taste treat. It's called The Stuff. That's absolutely delicious and just possibly lethal. It's a good way to kind of cap off the show, but it's, uh, I don't know about you. I've like, I like this movie makes me actually want to try the stuff. Cause the stuff is called the stuff. Yeah. It dude, it looks like, like some like really bomb ass cool whip. Yeah. Like some fucking low fat yogurt or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, like the logo of it is in t- I think I have a, I think I still have a t-shirt with that logo on it. It's, it, it's, um, the movie's pretty much a commentary of, uh, like 80s consumerism larry cohen once said and like people in california he was living in la like at the time when he wrote it and uh people in california being so hype into their being hyped about their like fitness routine and their diet and trying all these crazy outlandish things to stay fit so he just wrote a movie about you know fucking killer yogurt or something and it it really goes off the rails like this this stuff starts the ooze basically the the oozy stuff white cool whip thing yogurt thing starts taking over people's lives and like consuming them like coming out of the 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 box and flooding people and fucking them up and everything it it just builds and builds and builds to the final act uh i love i love it it's it is just like how i started this episode with the incredible melting man it is spot on b movie love uh what do you think about it i think it's great like it's low budget as shit obviously but like yeah i don't know man it's killer yogurt (laughs) how do you go wrong fucking killer yogurt (laughs) yeah it's it yeah it's it's fun (laughs) um i just want to go off the um i want michael moyar yeah michael i cannot fucking talk tonight (sighs) michael moyar (laughs) (laughs) michael moriarty Michael Moriarty. <laughs> That's a tough one. Um, is the lead in it. He is he's so much fun in the I think he's been in a few Larry Cohen films. He's so much fun in it. Uh Paul Sorvino from Goodfellas is in it. Uh, uh Garrett Morris, who was on who's one of the original Saturday Night Live cast members, he's in there as well. Uh yeah, it's a it's a cool cast. Um I mean, like I said, I can't really follow Mighty More from Power Rangers the movie. But the stuff not much can. <laughs> Some people would argue the stuff could follow it, but I think it's an even match. Uh, you can track it down. It's on Tubi. Um, smoke a blunt before you watch. It. <laughs> yeah, take it's, some mind-altering substance. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of cool how I I kind of went with a lot of like midnight movies, and you went with some big blockbusters with ooze on this, so. Yeah, man. Yeah. I had a couple deep cuts, but yeah. I mean, ooze is out in the open, brother. Dude, I think ooze shouldn't. There hasn't really been any fucked up movie with like movies with like killer ooze. I, I just yeah, not lately. I, I don't mean, know. 
one that I was considering for my list, but it's not even like an ooze, but it is like an exchange of fluid, is It Follows. Yes. That, that movie got me back into horror films. That movie's a love letter to John Carpenter. Oh, yeah. And that movie is pretty much just about STDs. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what then, it is. Yeah. And parents that don't give a shit about their children because do you notice in that movie the parents are never present? Well, yeah, there's like an underlying story if you pay attention to enough shit. Like their mom's a fucking wicked alcoholic and shit. Yeah. And their dad's dead. Yeah. Like, I don't know about the other parents, but. Um, but that's for a different episode. Uh, yeah. Cool, man. Uh, so this was a lot of fun. This was a cool topic uh you're you're you should go back into your cave and think of another cool top five that we should do all right um and we'll reconvene in six to eight months or something um this is the part of the show where i know i don't know if you're working on anything i see you've been playing the guitar a lot uh (laughs) yeah just been writing hell yeah dude cool cool um so there there it is that's that's what that's what greg moko has been up to he's been writing yep been writing working on a couple video ideas me and somebody nice. are supposed to get together cool. uh yeah it'll be released when it's ready all right i dig it um well dude thank you again for coming back thank you for having me this was a lot of fun i uh, hope you guys have some 10 movies to track down to see really gross disgusting wet shit killing people uh all right see you guys next week on the basement